Country music. I love country music. Country music. Country music. The future of country music's looking good. I love it. Country confidential. Pretty crazy. Um, some days it feels like it was 30 years ago. Some days it feels like it was just yesterday. So just a life-changing day. Country Confidential. We've all been obsessed with season after season of American Idol, The Voice, X Factor, America's Got Talent, you name it. There's just something so magical about being a part of the discovery of extraordinary raw talent, someone completely unknown, and then slowly watching their career blossom over the years. I'm on a mission to track down artists who got their start on singing competitions and to see what it's like on the other side of that television screen. Guys, I want all the secrets and untold stories. This is The Country Confidential. Singing competition roots. Hey everyone, my name is Bobby, and I am a country music lover and country music journalist based out of Chicago and the founder and creator of Backstage Bobby. Growing up in a big city and with a big family, both full of musical influences, how I ever found country music will remain a mystery. But honestly, I think country music found me. It all started at the age of four with a hairbrush, my boombox, some Leanne Rhymes, a little, little Texas, and the Dixie Chicks, and the rest is history. No matter where I was in life, country music was always there for me. And as I've gotten older, I found myself wondering if there's others who feel the same. And that's why I founded Backstage Bobby, where I aim to build a community of country music lovers in my home city of Chicago and beyond. I'm so excited to be the host of the All Country News Country Confidential Podcast. And I just wanted to say thank you all for tuning in for our very first episode. Country Confidential will feature never before heard or seen content from some of your favorite country music artists. They'll be sharing stories from their career, talking about their journeys to superstardom and all of the lessons they've learned along the way. Each artist that I've had the pleasure of speaking with has really taken time to dig deep and share personal stories that you've never heard before. Make sure you come back each and every month as we dig into a new topic with some of today's hottest and up and coming country music artists. In today's episode, I got to chat with Scotty McCreary, Lane Hardy, Briar and Lee, Restless Road, and Brenly Brown about their roots in singing competition shows. Each of these artists took a daring step to reach for their dreams by choosing to audition in front of the entire world. Because of that decision and the success that they found on these shows, their lives were changed forever. Let's start with American Idol legend and season 10 winner, Scotty McCreary. When he went on the show, he was just a 16-year-old regular guy from Garner, North Carolina. And now he might have one of the most recognizable voices and faces in American Idol history. Since winning, Scotty has released a whopping four albums, three of which have made it all the way to number one on the U.S. country charts. He's headlined three tours and actually just hit the road for his fourth tour last week. I actually got to sit down with Scotty on the 10-year anniversary of his American Idol win this year. It's pretty crazy. Um, some days it feels like it was 30 years ago. Some days it feels like it was just yesterday. So today's special. I mean, that, that day changed my life. And for it to be an entire decade, it just doesn't seem possible. But 
pretty amazing. And I've already been looking back at old videos this morning and reminiscing on it. So just a life-changing day. Scotty's journey has been nothing short of eventful and amazing. He actually shared with me some of the lessons that he learned while being on the show since winning on that fateful day back in 2011. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to put in the work and it's uh, it takes a lot to put on a show. I mean, and it's it takes a village. I, I've learned, you know, learned that then and, you know, 10 years later, I still have a uh, big old band and crew that, I mean, if I didn't have them, you know, I, I'd look like a, a dummy on stage every night. I mean, they really, they make it happen every single night. So um, there might just be one face, you know, you see on camera or on stage, but it, it takes a whole lot of folks. It sounds like Scotty's time on Idol really shaped his perspective on who he is as an artist today. It's really cool to see someone so successful that has such a tight grasp on where they started. Yeah, you know, I think just learning who I am as an artist and as a guy, I mean, when you start out so young at 17, you know, you're still figuring out life and there's still a lot you have to learn. So, and I, I was totally like, did not believe that back then. People were like, what, what are you going to sing about? I was like, i got plenty to sing about. But, you know, now it's, I've lived a lot of life, good and bad. You know, um, there's been some crazy things, but then some amazing things, getting married. I mean, I've, that, that's given me a lifetime of material to sing and write about there. So writing songs and just learning who I am, is, I think, is where I've really grown the most. As we all know, Scotty is an incredibly talented country vocalist, and he made a huge and meaningful impact on the industry. But I wanted to ask him how he defines country music and what kind of impact country music has had on him. I think the basic bottom line for country music is the songs tell a story, and, and uh, it relates to just a lot of people out there who can hear that song and, and they think to themselves, wow, that sounds like my life. Wow, that sounds like me, or I lived that, I went through that. Um, and I think country just has a way of telling those stories on a very relatable way. We're so lucky to have Scotty on the scene today. He actually just hit the road on his U-Time tour, and he's really excited to be back out in front of the fans. It's been a year of no shows. So for me, I mean, I, I'll go play the biggest and baddest shows, or I'll go play the smallest county fair, and I'll have a big old time. So I've kind of been riffing off the same show now for a couple years. So we're just going to go in there and and blow it up and uh, come out with a brand new show and just new everything. So um, I can't wait. We're kind of working on that right now. So I don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet, obviously, but I'm excited to just get in there and get to work. We also got to chat about his upcoming album, which is set to release this September. I wrote just about every song on it. And uh, it's just to me kind of a back to my roots kind of album talking about my life and, and, you know, me and my wife and it's a country sound and album, plenty of steel guitar and fiddle and so it it, it is very much a me album it's very real and, and true to who i am as a guy the title track of his new album you time is out now and has definitely been stuck in my head since i first heard it i'm always curious to know how artists pick their first single from their albums and i had an inkling that scotty might have had you time stuck in his head just like i did we wrote it back in 2019 and you know, for me, just I keep listening to the demo and then I wouldn't be listening to it, but it'd still be coming back in my head and I'd be singing it, you know, while I'm doing the dishes or cooking and stuff. And I thought that was a good sign. So I mean, the label agreed and, that, and that's that's a big reason as to why we why we chose it. It's been a while since he's had the experience of being on a singing competition show, but these shows won't be stopping anytime soon. They always seem to have people interested in auditioning. Here's what advice Scotty had to anyone looking to be on a singing competition show. My main advice would just be to find what makes you unique. I mean, I remember the day I auditioned, there were you know, 
15,000 people in an arena in Milwaukee and I'm walking around beforehand and these people sound amazing. And I'm just like, what the heck am I doing here? Um, but, you know, I guess for me being 16 years old and having a deep voice is what made me stick out, but just find what makes you unique. Everybody has that thing. Everybody has uh, something that makes them different and makes them stand out. So find that and showcase it. And then coming off the show, the, the biggest advice I would have is just really hone in on that first record. Um, take your time with it. I, I felt like I, I had like a month to make an entire record after I was bagging groceries five months prior. Like I had no clue what I was doing. So if I could go back, I would have taken more time and really you know, dove in to make that record. I think our next guest, Lane Hardy, took Scotty's advice to heart when he was able to find success in his own American Idol journey by finding what made him unique. But his overall journey it was a little different. Lane auditioned for the show twice, but won the second time around. He won season 17 of American Idol after only making it to the top 50 in the previous season. But guys, here's a fun fact. Lane didn't even have a formal audition for season 17. The judges, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and country superstar Luke Bryan asked him to sing a song after he had accompanied a close friend for her audition on guitar. Needless to say, he went the untraditional route the second time around, but I wanted to know who really even pushed him to audition in the first place. Well, I think one day I got home from school. I was a, a junior in high school. My mom, she asked me, she said, hey, would you think about trying out for American Idol? I said, sure. So my mom, she got me to do it the first time. Sometimes all we need is a little extra push from that loved one. And I think we're all grateful to Lane and his mom for encouraging him to audition for American Idol. Lane auditioned twice for the show, but he had very different experiences both times. I made it a little bit past Hollywood Week the first time through the show. So when I got on the second time, I knew what to kind of expect going into it the second time. But for some reason, Idol does this. Everything's different the next year, which is a good thing. I learned a lot of things. I learned a lot of things. I think it's so interesting how they execute every season differently, but it definitely makes sense, especially when people can try out for American Idol a few times, just like Lane did. Even though he had such a unique experience, he talked to me a little bit about the kind of person he actually wants to be remembered for. I love playing music. I love picking guitar around a campfire. I mean, I'm just a normal person like everybody else. At just 20 years old, it's really incredible what Lane has had the opportunity to experience because of one show. And he's still going with no signs of stopping, guys. He just released his brand new single, Memorize You, and he hinted at me that he might have an album coming out later this year. So of course I had to ask for the inside scoop. I don't know if I can say anything right now. Even though there's not too much that we can share about Lane's upcoming releases, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be amazing. And he was very excited about it. As we all know, American Idol isn't the only singing competition around. And it's been amazing that so many country artists find success through these shows, but sometimes they find each other on the shows. And you know what they do guys? They make a band. Briar Baird and Caleb Lee of country duo Briar and Lee first met in 2018 as contestants on season 14 of The Voice. They were both solo acts at the time, but they were paired as roommates during the blind audition round and an instant friendship ensued. We'd both been doing music on our on our own and, and doing the solo thing and, and for and for years, you know, you know, going at it and pounding pavement and doing everything we can. 
Um, we found ourselves both on The Voice, uh, ended up, had no idea each other existed, but ended up being roommates on the show, and um, that's how we got to know each other. We, we, you, you tell a pretty good story of that. Yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't have a roommate for two weeks. I got told I had a roommate. I didn't want to move in. I called him, apologized. He said, no problem. I walked down, opened up the door. It was 65 degrees. There was a bunch of snacks, cowboy boots, and great booze, and I said, all right. <laughs> We're gonna be okay. We knew we'd we need to figure that out if, if that was the uh, we got that was the start. We've established a great base. <laughs> we can build on that. You know when you meet like-minded people, and you you know that you're cut from the same cloth, and you don't even have to. It doesn't even take a conversation. You can just tell by the way they present themselves, the way they carry themselves. And I knew right away that he was, um, you know, one of the good humans. So yeah, we we became great friends and bellied up at the bar plenty of times while we were on the show and and picked around in the hotel room on songs and it just uh it just we we clicked and then this thing just kind of happened organically. We never set out to start a duo, but the voice is really what set it all in motion. We talked about the impact of winning on a singing competition show, but Pryor and Lee actually didn't win the voice. So I had to ask them how not winning the show actually ended up bettering their careers. How did losing turn them into winners collectively? Well, we didn't lose. We tied for fifth is what we like to say. Because we both went out the same night. We came in together. We went out together. You never know what could happen if you win a show like that. I mean, it could have taken off. He could have won and he could be, you know, giant. You know, I, th I think honestly, and this, this may sound cliche or, or, or whatever it is, it, it, it's, it's, it's true. Those shows, it's they're really not about winning. They're... Um, you know, it's, it's great if you want, and, and Bryn Cartelli won our season and she was super talented and, and very deserving of it, but it's so much about what you are able to learn and, and, and be exposed to. And the winners on that show are not the ones that get the trophy at the end, but they're the ones that are able to take all of that awesome exposure and awesome platform and take it and, and use it, uh, in their careers. Though I think those are the winners of the show. You know, I think anytime, whether it's music or whatever it is, if you feel like there's something in you that has to do something, and I feel like a lot of us as artists and musicians, we, we come from a place like that. There's lots of times you can't describe it. It doesn't make sense on paper. There's a lot of reasons why we shouldn't do it, but for whatever reason, we're pushed into that, whether it's it's just something inside us, right? And, 100%. And when you, get, when, you, when you come from that perspective and then you hear – people that disagree with you say no say not yet whatever it is for us it just it just pushes you more um it, it wants you it wants you want to make sure you prove everybody else wrong uh because what you've been feeling the whole time uh you know is right and then you know that's for us that's where you know it's what's kept our head down and 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 working toward what we've got whether it was 10 years of pound of the pavement or for us you know for me and my family we we took a hiatus, and I, I did think it was over. And like I said, not running away from music, but running towards something else. And um, but still, in the back of my conscious, thinking music is—you've got to do something with it. Um, and so here we are. Yeah. And no, the other side of no is yes. And those no's are everywhere, and they like to sprinkle in a little bit of yes, just every now and then. You're like, oh, okay. And that little bit of yes is all you need to just reignite that fire. And you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this for another six months. Yeah. And then before you know it, you've done six months like 25 times. And you're like, oh gosh, <laughs> how many times am I gonna have to? You know, it's it's hard. But man, those no's, those no's are what make the yeses big yeses. 
talking to these guys, I really could feel why they are so successful. It goes to show that having a great attitude and a positive outlook can go a long way. I like to say that Pryor and Lee are bringing some good old fashioned twang back into country music. I think they really find that sweet spot in their music that combines modern and old school classic country. But everyone has their own definitions of what their style of music is. We we like to call it good time country music. Yeah, it's a good time. It's it's a real good time. <laughs> like it's real music, but it's really good time music. Yeah. You know? People, I, I mean, I think we're like, I don't know. It's just fun. Yeah. It's real. It's honest. It's us. It's from the heart. There's no gimmicks. There's no nothing. It's just, this is who we are. This is what we play. This is the music we like. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, try harder. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I love Prior and Lee. And I also love their latest release, Good Old Dogs and God. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. But then it does with Carry On. And although they didn't write those two particular songs, I wanted to find out a little bit more about their writing process. I don't think there is a recipe. You know, we we approach different rights with different people, different songs, different ways. And it seems it seems to work. And I think that's just the creative process. Like it's, um, you know, we, we enjoy coming at things from different angles because you really, you, you're surprised sometimes at what you get uh, and based on where you start, you know. I'm really looking forward to getting some more good time music and seeing what they're going to be doing next. They couldn't tell me much about their upcoming releases or potential tours, but they did tell me what we can expect from them this year. There's a <laughs> lot of music coming and we're just, we're open to uh, touring in general. Like yeah. we just want to be on the road and play. I think that's this, I think that's the general consensus of everybody. You know, everybody's just ready to get out and go play and get on the road and just, go share their music with other people and you know everybody come together and have a great time for you know music festivals or just the night or 90 minutes or whatever it is you know we just want to get back out there and play and spread our music and have a good time just like prior and lee our next guest brenly brown got her start on the voice at such a young age she was looking for a way to share her voice only at the age of 15 but Brenly had the opportunity to do exactly that as a member of Team Gwen on the 12th season. Being a part of a singing competition at such a young age gave Brenly the opportunity to experience things she had never even imagined. Just having the opportunity so young at only 15 years old um, to be able to share my voice and, and sing. I think as a young girl coming, you know, I grew up in a small town. There wasn't a ton of opportunities to sing and play music live. Um, so to jump into, <laughs> you know, that kind of stage was absolutely crazy. And I, I never thought that I would make it as far as I did. So I just feel very blessed to have been a part of uh, season 12 and just how special of a season um, that was. I don't think anything could measure up to the experiences any contestants have when they're on these singing competition shows. But with new experience comes a lot of self-reflection. I wanted to know more about what other experiences Brenly walked away from The Voice with. Just the growth and uh, just how much I learned through that, whether it be from my mentor Gwen Stefani on the show or it be from all of the people behind the scenes um, that 
you know, people don't necessarily see on the show, but made such a huge impact in my journey on the voice, um, whether it be a vocal coach or the band director and just learning and growing. Um, now, a few years later, reflecting back on that experience, just really being able to figure out through that process who I was as an artist and what I wanted to say through my music. So I'm grateful uh, for that, that platform um, and grateful to have just been able to sing on a stage such as that. Wow, you guys, I don't know about you, but I truly couldn't imagine being on a singing competition show at such a young age. I mean, Scotty and Lane are also pretty young when they were on the show, but they weren't quite as young as Brenly. Guys, she was only 15. Just being so young and getting to really find out who you are as a person at that age and in front of such a huge crowd is really incredible. And I think as we all know, we're pretty impressionable at that age. So I had to ask Brenly what the biggest lesson she learned on The Voice was and how she still carries it with her today. I think the biggest thing would be um, just being true and authentic to yourself. You know, when you in life, <laughs> you're put in sometimes hard situations. And when I reflect on my time on The Voice, although it was beautiful, a beautiful journey, there were moments that were tough, just being young and the pressure of it. And um, I think that one thing that I learned so much is being raw and being real and being really truly who you are through your art or through whatever you do in life. Um, is the most important thing, just being yourself. So I think that's one thing that I have uh, tried to carry with me and learned really a lot through that process is just be be true to you. I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it's it's really, it's really true. Brenly girl, I couldn't agree more. I really loved talking to Brenly. I love her energy. I love that she knows that she's going places. So I had to ask her what her goals are for her career and what she thinks is next. I have so many goals and I think it's it's good to shoot high. Um, but I think for me, it's always no matter if it's five people in a room or 50,000 people in a room, however many people, um, to be able to just inspire people to dream and dream big. Um, you know, as a young girl coming from a small town, um, there weren't many opportunities to sing and play live. And, and even through the years, music is such a, a crazy industry. There's a lot of ups and downs through it. Um, but through it all, I think that no matter what age you are, I hope to inspire people to believe in themselves, to bring hope through my music and um, bring more joy and, and love and peace to this world because we need it. Um, but through music, and I'm, I'm thankful because music is such a gift. Um, it is so powerful and, and it has the power to unite and bring people together. And so that's what I hope to do through my, my music above all. <laughs> Last, but certainly not least, I got to chat with Zach Beacon, Garrett Nichols, and Colton Pack of country music trio, Restless Road. Did you know that Colton and Zach actually got their start on The X Factor alongside friend and collaborator, Kane Brown? Yeah, guys, I didn't know that either. But despite finding success after the show, they shared that their experience on The X Factor 
really showed them how much work they actually had to do. You know, the TV shows are really fun and they're exciting and they can make people's dreams come true. But I will say they, they're different than the real world of music and connecting with fans. That's where the real work begins is after the show. Um, and so the show can kind of expose to you all, just, just all the things that you need to become a pro at. And I think it really showed us how much we had to learn. And uh, I'm really glad it did because honestly, life, life didn't go very well after the show. We got kind of got kicked in the teeth a little bit and it was good for us because that really, that really motivated us to get better at everything we needed to. And it's a big reason why we're here today. I could really tell how much respect that the guys of Restless Road have for one another. And I know that strong relationships are built on a stronger foundation. So I wanted to know what their first impressions of each other were when they started. Honestly, my first impression of Zach was just like when I first met him, which he's now he's now getting he's now getting beefy and bulky. So but he was just this tall, lanky kid from just I, where were you from at that point in time were you still living in Pennsylvania yeah he had this deep voice and it just did not match him at all <laughs> um so that was kind of my first take of Zach and I'm sure Zach thought probably I was a little punk at the time because that's what him and Kane like to tell <laughs> no I, you know Colton was a very uh he very out there he's very confident uh he uh yeah, he just has a big personality and, and Colton was bouncing around uh, just talking to everybody. Everybody there knew who Colton was. And uh, so, yeah, he was just full of personality and he had a thicker accent than I ever heard in my entire life. Very true. And uh, Garrett, uh, we Garrett wasn't on The X Factor, but uh, I'd say my first impression of Garrett was, man, this kid tells so, so many stories and... Uh, he 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 uh he talks a mile a minute sometimes and uh, he'll tell the same story to you three times in a row before <laughs> before you can even get a word in. <laughs> Just like Scotty, Restless Road's biggest piece of advice for aspiring singing competition contestants was just to find what makes you unique. But they also had a few more things to say to these inspiring contestants and winners. I really think that the strongest thing that you can do on on a a TV show competition, but also just moving forward in general is really just finding what your bread and butter is and what's going to make you different because there's certain songs you're going to want to sing and people will try to tell you to do other stuff. And there was a, you know, a couple of times where we had to just be like, no, we, we really want to do this. Cause that other thing, that's not us. Yeah. That's not what we do best. And uh, obviously you want to get out of your comfort zone, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, do what's in your comfort zone. I feel like sometimes they try to push people out too far and it's like, you should just do what you do. I don't know. That's just the best way that you're going to connect with people. And, uh, and the comparison thing, you know, it can be really easy to compare yourself to everybody there. And, uh, you know, that's how I felt. I wasn't half the singer. Some of the other people were, and uh, that can get in your head. And, uh, it just goes back to the first thing I said, just, just do what you do. And, uh, that's it. And I feel like it's just more so just like looking at a TV show as just what it is. It is that it's a platform. And remember that, I mean, no matter what happens, if you. It is not an end all. Yeah, it, it's not. A, it, I think we're, we are especially a perfect example of that. I mean, we, we came in fourth place, but then, I mean, the band hadn't it kind of just really didn't do anything for a while. And then it was doing something and then it wasn't doing something. And then we finally got our break almost eight years later. So it's just one of those things that I feel like just it, for 
people who are looking to do those shows is go on there, be confident in who you are, but remember that that is a TV show and they are trying, they're pushing to try to get viewers. So be, be who you want to be. And then regardless of the outcome of it, use it as, as a platform to push yourself into whatever is next for you. So I want to say this too, really quick, because oh. this is that tripped me up. Um, not only on the show, but years after the show, um, you kind of can, you can have this mentality that, oh, once I'm on this show, I'll be a star. Or once I'm on this show, I'll get a record deal. And then once you, when you get a record deal, you'll go, oh, now that I have a record deal, I'll, I'll be a star. My life career will take off. And that will never, ever, ever happen. If you think that someone else or something else is going to make you successful, you are wrong. And, um, you, you need to already be a star or you need to be putting in the work to make yourself a star and no one will work as hard as, as you will. Um, the, the show doesn't care. The judges won't, won't carry your career for you. You have to, no one can want it as bad as you. And yeah, if you think just you being on the show is going to, going to change your life, you know, I mean, it might change your life and give you opportunity, but that's all it is. It's opportunity. So you have to be prepared to, to take it's just an opportunity to capitalize on you. Yeah. It sounds like the guys have really learned a lot since their time on the X factor guys, super cool, full circle moment for restless road. They'll actually be hitting the road with Kane Brown on his tour later this year. I also wanted to give Restless Road a huge shout out for singing the Country Confidential theme song. They killed it. Since their time on their respective shows, each artist has found a lot of success in their own career. Guys, the success just keeps flowing. They all have upcoming plans for new music, new tours, and feels like a huge breath of fresh air knowing that we have so much in store for us from these artists. Guys, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely learned so much, not only about what goes on behind the scenes of these singing competition shows, but also about some of the incredible country music artists that have come out of them. You may get the opportunity to go on American Idol, The Voice, or even X Factor, but that's all it really is, an opportunity. But in the end, it's the work and dedication that you put in yourself to you and your career once the show is over that makes you successful. And I think that goes for any facet of life. All of these artists today are living proof that hard work definitely pays off. Well, that's a wrap on our very first episode of Country Confidential. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and be sure to look out for new episodes every month. And be sure to subscribe to the All Country News YouTube channel to be the first to see full interviews from this episode and more exclusive content from all of your favorite artists. Thanks for listening. Once again, my name is Bobby Dixon and I run Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights my home city of Chicago and all of the country music that lives here. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby and be sure to subscribe to the Country Confidential podcast to hear more insider info directly from your favorite country music artists. Country Confidential. 
The All Country News Country Confidential Podcast is produced by me, Ashley Kim. I also executive produce alongside my team at Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you love this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. And a huge shout out to our friends from Restless Road who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. Check out their latest release, Bar Friends, available now on all streaming platforms. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club and subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter. Check out a new episode of Country Confidential every month right here. All Country News.